Hey, thanks for showing up to another episode of Self to Society. My name is Dennis Gable. I'm your host. The purpose of this podcast is to bridge the gap between trauma and therapy by sharing elements from my own story. Today's topic is an understanding of male shame. The purpose of why I'm doing this episode is because there just simply is a lack of understanding about what men put themselves through, through certain really shitty behavior, and how it affects all people involved in that man's life moving forward. What I'm not doing in this episode is condoning shitty behavior. So, if for any reason, anywhere in this episode, you think, oh, well, he's just justifying this really shitty behavior, I'm fucking not. So come go back... Listen to the beginning all over again, where I tell you that I'm not condoning shitty behavior. I just simply am going to discuss certain shitty behaviors, um, what they do to a man, how it continues to, uh, to, to move in that direction, and how most of us aren't helping men feel safe enough to stop the shitty behavior. So, one of the things that men hate more than anything and we are fucking scared to death of is being found out. We will cut our dicks off in order to not be found out in most circumstances. I don't know why this is. It is it's um, biological. It's probably existed from uh, humans one through, you know, now. And, and it just is a truth. Men of all, all men. I don't care what your Enneagram is, I don't care what your Myers-Briggs is, I don't care what your natal chart says, I don't give a fuck about any of those details. Uh, If you are a man, you hate the idea of being found out. It's not fun, it's not something that um, is like, you know, uh, women share things about themselves that men just generally will not share. That's why women's groups and men's groups function very differently. Women's groups have the ability to be really, really helpful because women are are generally more willing to to share things that are embarrassing or could in some way hurt their reputation or um, make them seem... Quote unquote, weak is not the right word, but make them seem like they didn't have control of themselves during that thing, right? Men do not do that. Uh, I was involved in men's groups for 20 years um, in a very specific religious setting, and it was just a lot of like, well, I masturbated three days ago. Thanks for letting me get that off my chest. And there really is not much uh vulnerability or authenticity happening in those circles of men even in uh, whether it's religious or otherwise um very fortunate to now be a part of a group of men uh who we're we're all in pursuit of a better state of mental health it's very encouraging it's not based on religion it's simply based on a desire and understanding of the men that we want to be when we're 70. Um, And so we're putting in the work now in order to be better men in double my life's time. So all of that to say, um, when, when, this topic is so hard to talk about. Um, When men do things that are 
embarrassing or wrong or when when men do things that hurt somebody else we don't want we don't like to talk about it that is the exact problem the exact problem is that we don't like to talk about it the excuse not the excuse the exception to that rule is when you get five men in a room who have all done the same shitty thing and then it becomes like bro story time so it's a it's a feeling almost of camaraderie which is equally as fucked up but it's a, it's this feeling of camaraderie like oh i did this fucked up thing and you did this fucked up thing ha ah, we both did this fucked up thing burr, burr, deer, burr, deer, burr, deer. and that's why you end up with circles of men who all do the same shitty thing right um you you find yourself in uh the there's a, a statement that's like, you are the company you keep, right? I think that is far more true for men than it is for women. I think women actually have a better ability to remain independent in who they are should they show up authentically in whatever group they're in. I think women have a, a stronger ability to do that. Men do not have an ability to do that. We uh, we mold and shift and shape ourselves like, like little um, lizards in order to fit into whatever element of the group that we're in, right? So if um, if it's a, a, a money-based group of dudes, dudes that want to make a lot of money, like I automatically would be like, oh yeah, fucking money. If it's a sports group of dudes, automatically going to shift and talk about all of my high school football stories. I didn't even play high school football. Um, and and so that that continues on and on and on and on and on. So if you are if you are a man and you have, let's say, raped a woman and you come across another man who's done that in some way and and the common bond is this really shitty thing, it won't it won't seem shitty between the two men sharing that experience. Two men who have raped women can't have the ability to come together and almost celebrate it, which is fucked up. However, the reason that it's fucked up is because it then becomes safe. It is safe between those two people who have done the same fucked up thing that they know that neither one of them is going to tell anybody else unless they meet a third man who has participated. Does this make sense? I hope so. Um, again, super fucked up. The way that men's brains work uh, is super fucked up. The interesting thing is that men don't do shitty things void of emotion at first. We do get there. We eventually do get there. You, if you, uh, as a man, if you do some shitty shit long enough without addressing it, you will lose the ability to feel certain emotions and you will become a sociopath. It is, it is uh, without argument. It's without argument. Um, so it's why, it's why men who, uh, like, cheat early in life or men who uh, hire escorts or prostitutes early in life and then don't ever address that and continue to do it, their behavior becomes so much more maniacal the older that they get and the longer that they keep being involved in those same behaviors because you have to you have to eventually numb yourself out or you'll or you'll cease to exist. Like you you will have to just stop existing. Or you have to numb yourself out so that you can function in these different elements of life. You go to work and you do a job and you are a good employee and you make money and you make your boss happy and everybody likes you and you go home and you have to put on a face for your spouse or whatever it is 
and then all the while there's this other secret piece where you are fucking women on business trips or you have an escort situation or you're wildly addicted to pornography or some outlet that has become that started unchecked and now is uh, an element of your life that has to be that it will continue and it has to be somewhat protected so the 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 only the interesting thing uh, as i was saying is that it's not that men do these things void of emotion at first we are actually really tied to and attached to the behavior that we're doing uh when i was uh being unfaithful in my marriage i was i was doing that i was also throwing up every morning because of the amount of shame that i felt i felt the crossroads happening in my soul of you either have to fucking sort of knock this shit off or it's just going to continue forever right which is a is a really scary 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 place to feel if you have ever felt that you know that it is terrifying to feel when you bring yourself to a crossroad of i either need to change my behavior or i need to double down and go all in on this behavior that shit is terrifying however the shame and the guilt that creeps in and and affects us it moves us typically one of two directions one is to remorse uh, or being willing to tell somebody that we trust uh, being willing to air our own bullshit or it leads us to continue and get worse it's just true folks it's just true so when when dealing with uh, or when um there's like a ringing. I can hear a fucking ringing while I'm recording this and it's driving me crazy. Um, when, when we are, it's weird. When we are, as men, participating in shitty things, especially things that, that we have a moral disdain for, and that's the other thing. Men do shit that they don't think is right on purpose. Um, uh, there's a listen. There's a reason that men, grown men in their 30s and 40s and 50s, still tell high school football stories at bars. The reason is is because men want to be liked. We are gigantic bitches in that way where we just want everybody to like us. So in order to do that with unchecked emotional maturity. We find the, the fastest common denominator to like and acceptance and approval, right? That's why grown men still talk about fucking high school football. When, when we find ourselves in morally compromising positions, it generally is because we are being um, not... Uh, pressured maybe, but it's because there's somebody else whom we want that respect from or the, the like and approval from who's saying, yo, you should do this. What if we did this? I bet you could do this. When you have somebody that you want their approval telling you what to do, even if it's a moral compromise, it is much easier for men to go, yep, probably going to do that. 
than it is for women, um, I would I would bet my fucking whole life on that statement that I just said. Um, that it is way easier for men to compromise their their moral integrity than it is for women. Additionally, integrity is a really weird word, and I'm going to just touch on this for a second, and then we'll continue on with this conversation. The reason that integrity is weird is because it has a sliding scale of moral relativity. If a th- There are shitty humans in the world, shitty men who say things like, oh, I handled this with integrity. Basically, what that man is saying is, I did this thing without killing somebody in order to get it done. That is true. There is a level of like, just across the board none of these things were bad because it got what it would done it got the job done but then this last thing that could have made it really bad i didn't do like i didn't do that part so the moral relativity in the idea of having integrity is a fucked up game that nobody will ever it, it will be a fucked up game in the life in the brain of a man forever um so when we talk about things like integrity um, again, I think women are much better at being having integrity, um, maybe up to a certain point of trauma or a certain level of experience. But I just think women have a greater grasp of their own emotional maturity at a much younger age and in a way that holds themselves more accountable than men do. Men do not hold themselves accountable hardly for shit. And of course, I'm using generalities. So fucking don't cut my head off about the generalities. However, it's mostly true. Uh, we are far inferior in the way of self-control and willpower and discipline with our own behavior. Now, part of the reason why there is such a disconnect in our world about why do men do these things and why do women do these things is because we're just simply not talking about the fact that we're doing them or what our motivator was. So, Women will likely never understand why men do certain things. Men will likely never understand why women do certain things. Unless we were willing to actually dialogue about those things. Should we dialogue and have a clear and concise, well it doesn't have to be concise, but a clear and well articulated dialogue about some of these things, we could probably find some understanding. However, we're all so busy being consumed by what other people think of us and what what this person would think if I tell them the truth and what if I'm honest and what if I'm authentic and what if I really bore my soul in front of this person, what would they think and how would they feel and how would they treat me? Who gives a flying good goddamn? That is one of the greatest barriers of understanding in our existence as humans. Is that we're so goddamn overwhelmed by the idea that somebody won't like us if we tell them the truth good. This is not hard. It's not hard. I say that as somebody who loves the approval of other people. I hate the idea of saying something or sharing something that would that would then lead somebody to dislike me. Hate that idea. However, I've learned that if and when I choose to do that, all of my interactions are better with people. Uh, we can use the word transparency. When there is a greater level of transparency, the level of intimacy in any kind of relationship grows. So, when, um, so when we are 
are looking at at why, why, why. Uh, you've probably watched uh, movies that have a drug lord or a major drug dealer or something. You've probably watched these movies, or at least one. You've watched a movie that has a drug lord in it, uh, or a show or something. Think about the mind of somebody who is constantly breaking the law, constantly. That fucks with you, right? Um, Thinking about somebody who is constantly breaking the law in the production and or distribution of narcotics. And in the midst of that, in order to keep that safe, will murder other humans in order to protect that. All for the sake of money or power or influence or whatever the, the core motivator is for them. But think about what that would actually do to the human experience. You wrap that much uh, guilt and shame and fear, right? The fear of being found out, the fear of being caught, the the excitement, the adrenaline behind not yet getting caught. Um, all of the things that have to come together to create a human like that uh, is wild. It's fucking bananas. Now think about that on a really small scale, right? Think about that, uh, or I say a small scale. Think about it on a smaller scale, uh, a more daily scale, a relatable scale where um, two people are in a relationship and now in the day and age of uh, all social medias, you have the freedom and the accessibility to communicate with anybody you want, really anytime you want, on whatever kind of platform you choose to. So what is something that is rampant, 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 (laughs) Uh, something that is happening a fuck ton in our country, in our world, is that two people are, we're finding, are having a very, very hard time being uh, fully monogamously committed because the accessibility and constant communication with people that they're attracted to, people that they follow on social media, people that follow them on social media, there is a an undeniable problem with transparency in relationships in regards to social media interactions, okay? I can't imagine being a woman. I can't imagine being an attractive woman with any sort of following on social media and the amount of like, times you get hit on, the amount of dick pics you receive, the amount of weird, suggestive things. The problem with that is that I've also been the guy who's said the weird shit. Uh, And so it's, oh man, it's so fucked up. The whole thing is so fucked up. However, we think about these these, um, more micro engagements, right? Like, um, I'm going to use a re- I'm going to use an example that probably is pretty real. Two people who are coworkers, right? The man has a partner or spouse or something meets a woman at work whom he is attracted to and she appears to be attracted to him. Because of social media, you don't even have to approach these people anymore. You don't have to go up to Julie and say, "Hey, uh, can, should, can we text or like call or something? You don't have to do that. You just find them on Instagram and then go, 
hey, good seeing you at work today, and you've engaged a conversation. You've automatically created conversation with somebody who is not your partner and who you are attracted to and there's going to be problems, right? So the first time that somebody does that, uh, this is a hypothetical but also very real scenario. Uh, The first time that somebody does that and they start to engage and they have a little bit of guilt and they feel bad and there's some shame and they're like, oh, fuck, like having to hide and delete messages and, um, and going through all that shit where like that fucking eats at you, right? But if you keep doing it, some of those emotional triggers won't be there. They won't they won't affect you the same way. It won't bother you as bad in three weeks or three months if you continue in this pattern. It won't bother you as bad. You will have started to numb yourself out to this one specific behavior. Now, numbing yourself out to this specific behavior is where the problem really lies because then it and then there's room for more, right? Humans are insatiable. We always want a little bit more than we have. We want a little bit more to drink. We want a little bit more drugs. We want a little bit more sex. We want a little bit more food. We want a little bit more money. We want a little bit bigger house. We want a little bit bigger everything. We want more. We are fucking disgustingly insatiable. So in that, it, it, it that is where the next step lies, right? The next step lies in reaching your own emotional limit, and then saying, but now I want more. Now I need more. That is that the stimulation is no longer there, so I need to up it just a little bit. Um, this is likely uh, where unchecked, uh, there are lots of opinions about pornography. I watch it. My uh, My major opinions about it are that it should be a relatively self-regulated practice or thing. Um, If you don't have the ability to regulate it, you should probably tell somebody that it is unregulated and you're getting into shit that you didn't think you would get into. The problem is that we've shamed it so goddamn bad that everybody stays quiet and nobody wants to say something like, hey, I watched this, I was watching porn and I went down this rabbit hole and I saw something that I didn't think I would ever see and I actually kind of liked it. But I need to talk it out with somebody. Like, I need to understand why I liked it. So all of these things going unchecked is what leads to really aggressive pornography addiction where men are, like, hiding money and paying all sorts of, you know, accounts and shit um, only to have that go, you know, any any sort of other direction um, aggressively down that that line. So simple... Simple behaviors that humans have that could could remain in check should we keep them in check uh, are are prevalent. Like I do talk about the pornography that I watch because I I'm aware of this, right? So um, I'm very cautious as to not open doors that I don't really want to open, not even for curiosity's sake. Um, and so pornography is really a self-regulated thing. If you watch it, good for you. If you feel as if you've abused it or are abusing it, talk to somebody that you love and trust. Open, open that door before you get too far down the, down the line. So, um, the way that men handle behaviors um, like this. Uh, so, let's say, um, like, what leads a man to rape a woman? 
right? I don't think that it is a barbaric or biological action. I don't. Um, I think that it is programmatic to believe that somewhere in that person's life, they felt entitled to something that wasn't theirs, and so they went and got it anyway, and that entitlement carries its way all the way through to behaviors as as disgusting as forcing somebody else to have sex with you when they're not consenting to it. Or even worse, drugging somebody or pushing them to drink so much that they're incapacitated and you fuck them anyway. That shit is bananas. And yet, and yet we get there. Not, not just like in small part. Thousands, tens of thousands of rape cases every year. It's fucking wild. And it's unchecked behavior. It just simply is, it's men not saying, man, I felt really entitled to this thing, so I went and got it. Then I was faced with a situation where I felt really entitled to this woman's body, and I went and took it, and they're, and they're not saying anything to somebody who could be a real sounding board. Um, so, an understanding of male shame is this. We will, in fact, stay quiet forever. We will. We will stay quiet because we don't want to be found out. There's a fine line between being open to discuss certain topics and seeming as if you're condoning that behavior. Now, um, that is where the confusion lies. The confusion lies in this final statement is that there is a way to confront men with their own bullshit and hold a mirror in front of their face and allow them to believe that they've A, been seen and found out, and B, that there's another way to do things. And also, your battle, you're, you're faced with the idea of, um, of seemingly supporting this behavior because you're not shaming the person does it, man, fuck, I hope this makes sense. It makes sense in my brain. Basically this. Men have the cap- the capacity to be really fucking shitty and really evil and really controlling and we have the we have the capacity inside of us to be power hungry, money hungry, attention hungry, fuck tards. I was going to say fuck bags, but that didn't <laughs> seem right. Um we have that capacity inside of us. And left unchecked, it will manifest itself into really ugly, gnarly shit. I do think that there is space for women to say, like calling men out. I do think that there should be space. There has to be space for that. We There also has to be some space of saying, what you did is not okay. I don't appreciate it. I don't approve of it. However, you don't have to hide from it anymore. And I don't quite know where that space lies. I just know that if something, if that kind of space existed, we might have the ability to give men a space where they don't feel like they have to just keep hiding and hiding and hiding and hiding because the hiding that is caused by shame will produce uh, more aggressive and furthermore uglier, more uncontrolled, more insatiable behavior. 
Wow. Why did I decide to talk about this topic today? (laughs) Oh, man, this shit is so heavy and it's so real. And, uh, you know, the last thing that I don't want to do, and there's a reason that I don't speak about feminist type issues often, is because I don't want to be the fucking entitled white guy with privilege who tries to come in and save the day. I don't want to ever be that guy in any conversation that I'm having. However, I happen to be a guy who uh, has not always done the smartest thing. And in some right, I've done some really shitty things in my life. And I'm very fortunate and grateful to have had people who kept me from going down really dark, really dark rabbit holes for long, extensive periods of time. And I think that I have the ability to speak on this. So I'm gonna. Um, And this is less about me... I mean, really, truly, this is it, it, my mo- my main motivator is in hopes that men stop hiding. Really, I've seen really, really good men turn into really shitty men. I used to be a decent guy, and I did some fucking terrible things, and now I'm I'm back to th- hoping that I'm decent-ish again. <laughs> uh, but I have I have gone. Oh man, I've swung that pendulum both ways. Um, If there are men in your life who you think are um, participating in really scary or dangerous or evil behaviors, find a way to gracefully confront them Um, in a way that their their first response is not going to be, no, no, fuck, no, 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 I I didn't do that, no, 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 no. Because confronting um, harshly will just give you, no, no, it, it'll just be defense. So if, if you can create a dialogue around safety, um, the likelihood of men really being vulnerable, uh, and transparent grows in great length. Um, also if you are a man, uh, and you're listening to this episode and you, this somehow hits you right in the core of your existence, um, and it brings up old guilt or old shame or new guilt and new shame, please fucking reach out to me. You can call me personally. You can text message me. You can send me an anonymous email. I don't care how, um, but if this hits you and you don't feel like you have anybody to express this shit to, uh, you are free to approach me in a way where I will not put judgment on you. I will listen gracefully and I will help guide in whatever direction uh, we think is the healthiest. So if you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much for your time and energy in this one. This is deep, deep shit, but I appreciate you very much. And I'm going to let you go. If somebody that you know needs to hear this episode, please feel free to please feel free to free it. (laughs) Please feel free to share it. And we will do this again soon. Thank you, my friends.